I could beat Lex Luger in a milk drinking contest. So Bill Clinton's got a Star Trek fetish now. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps well, he, he does. He sees war for the next generation with that big bony forehead. Oh. And he gets all excited. Oh, look at that. Klingons. War. <laughs> I will live long and prosper. <laughs> I get the words out. Yeah, You're that, that excited. I am. I am. That, do you know why I'm excited, Max? Because that gives me a reason to play Shaken Stevens on the podcast version this week. Good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai. I am the slightly gutted and upset about my beer glass, Sai, but we'll come to that shortly, I think. Uh, And with me, as always, is the solid steel cage, to my feeling my age. The sharpshooter, to my overweight boozer. It's funny because it's true. A podcaster who often pays to be caged up with another fella and doesn't see why anyone would want to escape. The, the podfather himself, Lord Max. How are we doing, sir? My safe word is kumquat. <laughs> I'm, oh. doing, I'm doing good, uh, especially knowing that you lost a glass. That really tickled me this week. Yeah, yeah, it's a sad moment, mate. It's a very sad moment. Basically, I mean, we'll get to our non-wrestling topic shortly, um, but it kind of inspired the non-wrestling topic <laughs> in a way. Uh, I had some With one sol- solitary tear going down. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to re- talk about this on chain wrestling. Yeah, I had I had some arse in mind. I was going to message you about, um, and then I dropped the glass, and I was like, oh. Oh, hang on. <laughs> so, finding inspiration from everywhere, mate, really. But, uh, yeah, oh, I think I had this pint glass. It was a Guinness Red glass. I don't even think they sell Guinness Red anymore. I've had this glass that long. I robbed it from the pub that we used to drink at when I first started running the football club with my wife. Yeah. Um, and it basically, it was my glass. It's what I drank my beer out of every night. And, you know, every night for, well, 12 plus years. And I dropped it and smashed it all into little bits, and now I'm really sad. I mean, as much as I'm mocking you, I, I do understand. Uh, like I said to you, off, off street, when I when I used to frequent the local uh, working men's club, I used to have one particular glass that I used to uh, drink out of all the time. So I do I do understand it. It's uh, it, it, you, it you do become sentimental. You get used to that one glass. So yeah, mm. I feel I'm a creature of habit. It was just funny when you when you put the picture on Twitter of it all broken up in little pieces, but perfectly swept into yeah. a square, ready to be have a photo. Well, there taken. was a panic on. To be honest, there was a panic on because I'll be honest. When it broke, I was actually moving it to get it somewhere safe. 
<laughs> it was on the it was on the draining board, and the cat jumped over the draining board and nearly knocked it off. So I thought, shit, I better move that. So I picked the glass oh. up to move it, and ended up dropping it myself. So it was the animals kind of final destinations now. Oh yeah, I didn't think of that. Ooh. The um the animals were running around in the kitchen. The dogs there as well. So I had to get the brush quick and sort of get. You know, I don't want glass in the dog's foot or anything, do we? You know, that's no good. And then I was like, oh, I got to take a picture of it because that's the last time I'm ever going to see it, Max. <laughs> Very sad. I'm sure you will quickly break in a new glass. Well, I'm very lucky that my good friend, Ari, um, I messaged him a picture of the glass, broken glass, and told him what happened because he understand he's, he's been around here and I've used that glass and stuff. He's actually got one in his cupboard. He said I could have. That's exactly the same. But I bet it won't be exactly the same. I bet it won't be, you know, I fear change, Mags, to be honest. So, so it's essentially that 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 Simpsons episode where Homer gets a new sofa and he has to make the arse dimples enough. So you, you'll have to use it over and over again to to make it feel like the old one. Yeah, I'm gonna have to force myself to drink with it most nights just to break it in. Aren't I? Or as a project, glue the original one back together. <laughs> just no, think of it as a jigsaw <laughs> a big a big seafood jigsaw <laughs> <laughs> no i've launched that now mate i've launched that that's oh. gone it's a sad moment oh, that, that's, that glass was in my it's been in my family longer than one of my children that's just put that into context you know that's depressing mm, very sad mate very sad how's your week been mate anyway all right yeah it's been it's been not too bad um um, a massive, massive UFC event. Um, then it was my man and Mrs. Mag's uh, wedding anniversary yesterday. Uh, oh, so okay. yeah, I've had a I've had a fun weekend. How many years has uh, she put up with you for? Uh, eighteen. Married in two thousand and three. Yeah. Bloody hell! That's that's two. That's two murder sentences. <laughs> Is it? I thought you get longer. You, you don't get nine years for murder. Yeah, on good behaviour. If she if she killed me. Then behaved in prison, got out, killed me again. She should be out with the second time. <laughs> uh, okay, so that that can't really nine years. No, surely it's longer. Must be. You can't just you can't just lob, lob somebody off and like you know. I mean, it depends on the circumstances. I mean, she could probably claim mental torture. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I spend she'd get a medal. I'm her. surprised she get she <laughs> she she get honourably discharged by the government. <laughs> services or some sort yeah. and that was, yeah. <laughs> that's where she got her ladyship from yeah for tolerating, for tolerating me uh, so i should probably get a lordship of some sort for doing this on a monday night shouldn't i at least a, a dukedom <laughs> a dukedom <laughs> oh who we got in the chat then Maxie mate who's here with us this evening well mr willis has been here since since dinner time, it seems, um, 15 minutes before we even attempted to go live to the point where he commented and then you commented nearly 10 minutes later and, he's, and it was still before we were meant to start. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I appreciate Matt uh, coming in and, and um, moderating the chat, he says, that this week is because we do have some reprobates in our chat mm. and we'll go through some of them now. Uh, I'm married Mrs. to one of them. Mrs. P, for example. <laughs> And then uh, Charlie's in the chat as well, saying um, she's watching on the Switch, so she she can't comment, but ironically did comment. Uh, she'll comment on her phone and then go back to the Switch because it's got a bigger screen and so on. Ah, fair play, fair play. Uh, Dan Griffin, superstar in the chat. Um, 
Matt Willis singing along with the theme music. I always have a little boogie to that theme music. It is properly, properly it's great, brilliant. <laughs> uh, Mags Bearer. No, I was uh, not actually the bearer. It's, it's Simon Bearer. This light, isn't it? I've got to do something it about is. it, mate. It's green at the moment. I reckon that, I reckon that works. FIFA, FIFA Connor uh, in, in the chat as well. Uh, a regular in our um streams for for radio techers so yeah glad to see you around and same with uh conor mccabe as well um matt abusing my safe word matt i i get to say that that's when i'm feeling uncomfortable not you, <laughs> come up and with your own barely get word. said ever <laughs> i think that may be the first time i've ever mentioned it i even forgot my own safe word um <laughs> Scottish Danny, the official Halloween uh, chain wrestling champion, he also is in the chat, sir. Yeah, and then, then they're doing exactly what they do in our chat. They have a have a conversation between themselves and totally ignore us. Um, Sharon and Dan having a little conversation there. Um, appreciate the love for for um, my man and Mrs. Mag's anniversary. I mean, she deserves all the love for for putting up, up with me. Um, Dan saying, if Lady Mags killed Lord Mags, the courts would say, nah, we get it, you're okay. Yeah, she she would have been, that's where she got the leadership from, because of the services from, from killing me off. <laughs> Knowing me apparently is mental torture, to be fair. Well, I mean, what's all abuse? The abuse I'm getting. That's, that's, that's really harsh, isn't it? I mean, I'm not saying he's wrong, but voicing it in a public forum, like that, it's harsh. <laughs> uh, Dan, with a, uh, with a great idea here. Uh, Sar can be made into an earl. Uh, and he can also have an OBE. That way he's an earlob. Ba -bum. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent and stuff. We'll finish uh, now for this one. You look ill, sir, with that yeah, Latin. I've just turned it off just to try and change. No, that's a bit, is that better? I don't know. We'll, we'll go with this for now. Sorry, this will do. <laughs> and Anya popping into the chat a little bit later. Anya, a bit disappointed there. Thought you'd be uh, one of the first in there. Uh, not not happy with that, but thank you for turning up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So bonfire night this weekend, Maxi. Just gone with it. Yeah, not really something I'm particularly bothered about. Um, I enjoy it for the for the little ones, but yeah, I'm just a grumpy old man now. The, the loud bangs yeah, piss me I off. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I was full of rage, mate, because my cats and my dog were yeah. so scared, so so yeah. scared. I hate. I absolutely despise it now. Used to yeah. be good again when the kids were little, and I take them to a display with my parents. And that's and that's on, when but... it's cool when you go into uh, when you go into a display and uh, everyone can enjoy it. That's fine. It's when you hear like just constant backyard fireworks or kids throwing fireworks around in the in the streets and stuff like that. That I just can't be doing with. Even though ironically I did it as a kid, but mm. do do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, around our place, around where we are, it's, it's obviously I've said before, it's rough as hell. And um, the, the fireworks are going off all, it's like three in the morning mm -hmm. on Saturday night, I think it was, three in the morning. Um, I got home from work on the Friday and there was somebody actually stood in a garden by, by the local shop, which is about five, ten minutes from my house, shooting fireworks horizontally down the street at cars. Yeah, I've, I, I, I've seen that when I lived in some of the more kind of a scummy areas of burnley i mean i wouldn't say that my area is not scummy because burnley in general is scummy but i mean one of the more affluent areas now so we don't tend to see that up here but in some of the other areas yeah we've seen reprobates essentially shooting fireworks down the street and stuff like that it's yeah it's not cool um no. don't do it kids 
absolute assholes, just a pain in the ass. I reckon it should be a case of proper display. You know, I don't want to begrudge people. I mean, if I have my way, I'd just say I'd just ban fucking things altogether. I'd just say no fireworks whatsoever. That's it. Done. Mm-hmm. You know, but I understand some people enjoy them. So proper displays, fine. Don't sell them to the public. Scheduled for one night of the year. All done by 10 o'clock. End of. You know? Yeah. And then I mean, if you're caught with your own the, fireworks. The problem is it, it would be hard to police. It'd be yeah. really hard to police. Uh, I think this should be kind of like limits to the, the loudness that the fireworks are. I mean, I'm like you. I don't want to begrudge people enjoying themselves. Uh, it's not like I'd ban it, like I'd ban bubbly chocolate, for instance. But <laughs> c- certainly there's no need for um, for fireworks that, are, that break the sound barrier. There's just that are just such a, a loud bang. And yeah, I don't, I don't get the point. I really don't. You're meant to enjoy it, not need a, a doctor's appointment for your hearing because mm. of it. Yeah. It's ridiculous, mate. It's ridiculous. Like I said, my animals are so scared, you know, and it's just not fair. It's just not fair. And, it, and it's basically now a situation where um, we, we used to go to my sister's New Year's Eve for a meet-up and a, a drink and so on. We can't do that anymore because I'm scared about leaving the dog and the cats and whatever. Yeah, and yeah it just ruins everything. So, yeah, if you're buying fireworks and you're setting them off in your garden, especially horizontally towards cars, you're, you're a pimple dick bastard and yeah. you deserve to choke on a big bag of dicks yeah um, we, we're getting a lot of firework hate in the chat as well i think oh cool fifa Connor says he hates fireworks uh they hurt his ears uh and you're saying that um her dog sleeps room i mean that's that's great that your mm. dog uh, has grown to uh ignore them but uh we've had uh pets before that yeah been mortified and they're, yeah. they're cowering in fear and it's, it's not nice yeah ronnie and well, even lemmy surprised me because lemmy normally the cat like the dozy one he's normally not bothered but even he was shaking and it just absolutely it's horrible to see yeah it is uh scottish danny saying not as scummy as as east london um interesting that someone from kent uh is complaining about how scummy east london is and then Fever Connor trying to get in my bad book, saying Burnley's almost as scummy as it gets. Look, <laughs> it, it's not Doncaster, is it? It's not that bad. Uh, and then he's asking what chocolate about and oh, I'm sick of going through this now. Yeah, you're uh, not gonna get back onto that. I'll, 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 I mean, he probably doesn't know, so no offense to 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 Connor, but I detest bubbly chocolate. I think you are being ripped off by paying half of the money for fresh air. <laughs> it's a conversation we've had many many times on this show to the point of that i'm ridiculed because of it mm. are you done no because he agrees with me agreed. <laughs> fuck arrows arrows whispers yeah they can all go and eat oh, a dick. for goodness sake okay finished yes i am i'm glad i'm very glad <laughs> Right. Shall we have a look on what we've had sent in via the social medias and interwebs stuff, Max? Yes, we shall. Our non-wrestling topic this week was um, after the sort of, you know, death of my glass, which was one of my prized possessions. I loved that glass. It was, you know, it was the glass I drank out of when I was winning stuff with a football team that we used to run and all sorts. It was real sentimental glass as well, you know it would be over a decade but that was a prized possession so that kind of linked to us thinking okay well what about other people's prized possessions 
What do what do other people really sort of cherish? Whether it's something really sentimental or a piece of signed memorabilia or just something you've picked up along the way, along the journey of your life and it, you've super attached to it for whatever reason. And we had some really sort of diverse, different responses, Mags, didn't we? We did, yeah. Um, some... Um Really interesting ones, uh, merchandise and and then stuff that people have had since essentially they were born. Uh, yeah, so we had some some really cool answers. Yeah, yeah. So we'll run through them again in in the usual way, I guess. With a uh, you know the first person to respond, I just go in order that they come into us in purely because that's the order I screenshot them in. So yeah, it makes it <laughs> and I scramble to find the tweet on Twitter. Are they not in order on Twitter? Then I don't understand. They, I, I don't know how Twitter works, its algorithm, but sometimes they'll come in order. Sometimes they'll be in uh, order of who last posted. It's, okay. it's weird. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, well, good job you have to deal with that. Then, Max, isn't it? Yeah. I don't even, I don't know. I do. <laughs> that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> Anything technical kind of is, mate, to be fair, you know? Uh, okay, so I'll just be reading off my phone as always with the rather lovely chain wrestling pop socket there. Going to be soon available in the chain wrestling merch for everybody yes, out there. Yes, yes, it is. I don't normally have a pop socket because I find them really awkward. But, but you got you got like soundler chastised by Mrs. P for not having one on. I did. So yeah. there we go. And now I can hold my phone and look at it and read off these wonderful tweets from our fantastic listeners, but. We start with Craig William at Craig Pro Wrestling Musings, PW ah, Musings, yeah. sorry, on Twitter. That was the very first one. I think. That, was, that was it, yeah. Yeah, that's how it works, Max, when I say I'm going to do it in the order, yeah? <laughs> so, so flippant today, so flippant. <laughs> I'm getting my own back from when you were like a real nasty, grumpy bastard last week. I, I, only because I was hot, cased in rubber, <laughs> and wearing a, wearing a top hat. Everybody yeah. should have been angry at that. But that was just, that was after the show when you went to your special club, wasn't it? <laughs> come quap, come quap. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Craig. Oh, by the way, actually, whilst I think of it, Craig Sight Pro Wrestling Musings. Um, find him on social media at Craig PW Musings. Check out his work. He he analyzes pro wrestling matches with statistics so the amount of time each wrestler has as the the attacker i suppose um how long wrestlers are spent in submission holds how many strikes per match and so on um it's an absolutely fascinating way of looking at wrestling and it really does also i think help understand why we enjoy certain matches it's absolutely brilliant brilliant way of looking at things so yeah go and seek craig out there yeah, I had the the distinct pleasure of having having him on Wari Watcher mm -hmm. uh, just before he started to kind of really break into uh, the website and do statistics. Uh, and I've been lucky to be on a few of his podcasts where we've looked at matches, and I've looked at it from an emotional standpoint, and he's looked at it from a, a statistical standpoint, and and we've kind of like worked out just why these matches stand out to people and why why you fall in love with them through the manner of statistics through how um the strikes and 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 the 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 way the action flows how how it appeals to a to you as a wrestling fandom the, the one we looked at craig so he was on sjp quite a while back now uh, we looked at king of the ring 93 but mainly the mm -hmm. three bret hart matches and you could really understand the story they were trying to tell literally by the black and white numbers in front of you 
you know, absolutely fascinating. It's really, really interesting, really interesting content. So I strongly yeah. advise everyone goes and uh, checks that out. That's uh, well worth a look. Absolutely. Um, Craig says he's quite protective over his books. Uh, he has lent his partner some books before and he really doesn't like to do it. He says he doesn't know why. Seems silly. He's already read them. <laughs> he's now his partner is in his um his missus um he's lent her books and feels bad about lending her books that's yeah because he's very pers- seems pers- a, protective yeah that seems a bit peevish because it's yeah. like she does live in the same house as you i mean you can literally watch her reading the books if you like <laughs> like really intense just sat there like staring but, I said, I, like, each page turn <gasps> But Mrs. P agreed with him, said yeah. no one touches my books, no. although they're all sand, so even I don't touch them. Yeah, they sit on the shelf. And to be fair, it looks really smart. It's a, it's a really cool display that my wife has. And it's all these authors that she's met, and obviously she's writing herself. And I've been working today, actually, on the follow-up to her, her first novel. Which you not can a, get on Amazon. You can indeed. You can out. indeed. Uh, not a direct follow-on. It's a different story, but it's you know the, the follow-up book for Sharon. All these books that she has, of course, there's like a series of, of diff- different authors writing different series, and they're all up, up and, you know, you see the spines all on the shelf together. It does look really smart, to be fair. It does look really cool. And she has got like pretty much all of them signed. So, yeah, if anything goes near that bookshelf, she's she's not happy. Lemmy had a habit of climbing up on there for a while and knocking stuff off. He was not a popular cat when he was doing that, I'll tell you that. He meant just not have liked the, the stories in the books. Yeah, he wanted more comedy or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a bit of a chirpier cat. He doesn't want <laughs> nothing, nothing too dark, <laughs> nothing too sinister. I want more jokes. pictures. I want pictures. <laughs> That's it. Ah, uh, Dan Griffin, good friend of the show at Dan Griffin twenty one on Twitter. Um, he says here, and this is fantastic. I'd love this. Mm-hmm. He had an old dog eared, tattered WWF nineteen ninety three sticker album for years. Finally threw it out around 10 to 12 years ago and has regretted it ever since. You monster. You absolute monster for doing that, Dan. You've gone down in my estimation. Yeah, that's horrific. And 93 as well. You're looking at Lex Luger, Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect, the Head Shrinkers. Oh, why? Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that would have been amazing. I wonder if you could still seek those out, like on eBay or something. You mean he may find that exact one? Someone's like, yeah, someone's out his bin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan continues. His parents went to Tokyo for the Rugby World Cup in 2019, found Minoru Suzuki's shop, and bought him back a pile driver hat and Suzuki Gun t shirt. That's fantastic. Oh, I'm a that's big cool. Suzuki fan. Yeah, yeah, that is very, very cool. Yeah, really cool. Sentimental memorabilia. Dan continues. He has multiple commemorative plastic glasses from cricket games he's been to. Is that a thing, is it? Do you just get given a glass at a cricket game, like a beaker or something? No, you you you, you buy them. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. I've never been to... I'm not, actually, I'll tell you. So I was about to say, I've never been to the cricket. I have once, a long, long time ago. And it was uh, somewhere in Cheltenham, a big cricket festival. And we basically had one ticket and we let what, someone will go in, walk around the back, push it through the fence and then somebody else would use the same ticket to walk in. Brilliant. Um, we've got like four of us in with that one ticket stuff. And um, I don't like cricket at all, but I thought it might be a nice day out. The sun was shining. I didn't, I was there, I don't know, 12 hours maybe. I didn't see a single ball thrown. Literally just stayed in the beer tent the whole time. I might as well have just gone to the local pub, to be fair. <laughs> 
I, I, I have to say I enjoy going to the cricket. I think it's a a good day out. Like you said, you can go and get get pissed up uh, in the sun watching watching cricket. Yeah, not wrong with that. It's a great day. Yeah, it's not not much of a team on cricket. It's a bit yeah, but slow, the, there's so many different kind of um, styles of cricket now. Uh, oh, what's that new one? The the the, um, the most recent one they did. That the hundred. Yeah, that was so, good. I like that. Yeah, so if you're not into like the 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 long form like five day test cricket uh, or even the the one day cricket, you can go and watch twenty twenty. You can go and watch a hundred uh, hundred. So it's like a quicker kind of a shorter fills of cricket uh, and a lot more exciting. You you see a lot more kind of boundaries and, and big hits and mm. a lot less defensive cricket. Yeah, see that's the issue for me. I think the defensive cricket and when you're talking about like five day cricket matches and it's a draw at the end of it it's just like you've wasted best part of a week there mate you might as well have gone to the <laughs> beach aren't you? Do you know what I mean you know you want to sit in the sun you could just go go to a beer garden or something I mean, yeah it's a pause but then you you might miss out on someone making a, a century for England yeah I'm not bothered though <laughs> oh wow <laughs> wow yeah. don't get me wrong I want England to win in every sport they play of course I do but if they don't win at cricket I'm not that arse because it's not something I'm into okay that's fair we'll we'll move on okay let's move on uh, <laughs> Dan also says he has um, an arcade token and a mocked up WWE magazine WWF sorry magazine cover of his brother and him as too cool that we got from WWF New York in 2000. We must see this cover. And also, we want to know which of Too Cool Dan was. Was he Yes. Was he Dan Too Hotter? Or was he <laughs> Grandmaster Dance? <laughs> Dance. <laughs> Grandmaster Dance. <laughs> yeah. We need to know these things, Dan. You can't come with half a tail. Needs to, to give us the answer to that first of all in the chat, and then we need a picture of that tweeted to or, the show. Or it didn't happen. Or yeah, or you're a liar. You're a yeah. filthy liar. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says uh, Dan also continues. His favourite item though is a mini replica terracotta warrior that he <laughs> bought when he was lucky enough to visit the actual terracotta warriors in. I'm going to say. Jiang. Zion? Jiang. Jiang. Jian. Is that how you say it, is it? It looks like it's just made up, to be fair, doesn't it? Yeah, I think he lent on the keyboard. <laughs> That's not a real place. Nobody spells stuff like that. Come off <laughs> it. <laughs> um, he's, he's confirmed in the chat that he was actually Dan Master Sexy. Ah, nice. We want to see it, though, Dan. We need to see that yeah, picture, mate. Especially, I want to see him with the goggles as well. Yeah. Oh. I'm doing the dance with the, the digging the, the spade. Got to do it's, all that. It's a magazine cover, Max. It's not a fucking video. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you could make a video, Dan. <laughs> you could, sir. You could. Oh. Um, yeah, he says he went to this made-up place on a work trip to China in 2016. <laughs> it was a bucket list. Ex- <laughs> he went bucket- to this made-up place <laughs> in China. Yeah, China's real. I know China's real. It was a bucket list experience, and he's happy to have a reminder of it. Now we spoke about these terracotta warriors before, didn't we? Yeah, uh, it's like they've been. I mean, they've been in like hundreds of years and so on. Uh, thousands, thousands. Yeah, and they're like morph, aren't they? Because they're that color. The terracotta, yeah, the color yeah. of terracotta. The color of morph, yeah, yeah. What was, what was the little white fella that was in morph? What was his name? Well, was he not? First of all, I think he was gray. Was he gray? Was he? I thought he was like okay. 
I know who you mean, but I can't remember what his name was. Yeah, um, and he was always a bit of a pain in the ass, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was like the the dickhead of the morph group. Yeah, the dickhead of the morph group. <laughs> what a title! <laughs> but there weren't. When you say the Greek, there weren't that many of them, was there? There was just like morph. There was that um, dickhead. The Tony Hart. That was yeah. The, the, was that not the guy? The old dude. Yeah, that was about it, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I don't know the other guy, the the white, the grey one, Chaz. 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 Yeah. Oh, of course he was called Chaz. That's a real yeah. dickhead name, isn't it? Chaz. <laughs> That's Chad. But I, Chad. I, I get the sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course he is called that. Yeah, and I bet he comes from that made-up place in China as well. Yeah. Chad, we hate you, Chaz. He's the leader of the terracotta <laughs> warriors. Even though he's the one that's not actually terracotta, a morph is. I feel once again, Magsy, we've got a little bit sidetracked. <laughs> Whatever makes you think that we, I don't believe we have. That was a perfectly flowing conversation yeah, about totally. Tony Hart. And <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't even get onto Neil Buchanan and Art Attack. We may as well. Oh, I like, oh, he's a guitarist now, and he? he plays guitar for um, the rock band Marseille. Oh, does he? And yeah. Every, every year without fail, there's always tweets about him being dead. Mm. I don't think he's dead. Well, no, no, every, every every year he comes out to deny the fact that he's dead. Right. Okay. It's it's, a, it's like a yearly <laughs> tradition now. Brilliant. Arstat was great, wasn't it? When he yeah, used to he, make those massive, massive things like in a field or like you know, or, of, or, or do a picture with like salt and it just pour it everywhere and it end up being an an amazing picture. Yeah. Yeah. Really talented. R.I.P. Yeah, so, so to Neil Buchanan. Oh, Magsy. This isn't gonna. This isn't gonna be very good for the uh, the people listening right this second. But it has to be done. I've been sent the too cool cover, oh. and I'm gonna fall, I'll go fall onto you now because I can't bring it up on on the screen because I'm not technically minded enough. So bear with me just one second, everyone watching and li- well, I'll say and listening, but I can edit this shit out. Can I? When we get to the podcast version, so, <laughs> I'm not gonna do those. <laughs> bear with me just a sec, and I will send it to you in a message, mate. Uh, there we go. It is a thing of beauty. Thanks for that, Dan. That is amazing. Have you sent it via Twitter? DM, yeah. Let's have a look. There we go. That is glorious. Let's, let's just full screen him. Look at that. Which one is he? He's Scotty too hot. Um, this bad boy here. No, he's the. Yeah, he said he was oh, Dan no, Master. no, no. Yeah, yeah. Dan Master Sexy. Yeah, this one here. Wow, uh, he hasn't changed one little bit. He literally no. looks like that right now. What, as in like wearing those clothes as well? Yeah, and the gloves. I like the fingerless gloves, best of all. The step toes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's glorious, Dan. Glorious. That is fantastic. Sir. Thanks, Dan. That's fun. That's really cool. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate you sending that in. That's great. And if you're uh, listening to the podcast version later in the week, this is what you're missing out on by not joining us live on a Monday night, isn't it? So. Yep. And maybe we'll share it on the old Twitters. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably gonna have forgotten this has even happened in five minutes. Ah, <laughs> gonna... <laughs> uh, we have a tweet from the good bad good cop bad cop wrestling podcast at good bad wrestle on Twitter. Good friends of the show. Yes, um, they say as they will be going up next month, and any earlier than that is a bad cop moment. 
the Christmas bauble he rescued from a Nick Gage Xmas themed death match at WrestleMania weekend 2019 is the only item he adds to to the tree each year. And I, I reckon that is so cool. It's, it's, I mean, I'm surprised there was one left because he normally likes to smash everything uh, in in the in the whole mm. arena. But yeah, that is amazing. It'd yeah, be even cool if you got him to sign it. Can you imagine a sand yeah. Christmas themed death match bauble? That would be awesome. But yeah, <laughs> that that's cool, Graham. That's really yeah, really cool. That is so smart. You have to send us. A, well, I was just say send us a picture. That's what just look like a bauble, won't it? I mean, it it, it, it could be any bauble. Yeah. We, we would you know unless it's got his like blood dripping mm. off it downstairs no, downstairs i've got about 15 um hardcore match baubles i'll, I'll send you a picture <laughs> of them <actually. laughs> and, I, and i'm selling them on a yeah. hundred pounds each i'll even initial them i mean nick gage will even initial them <laughs> That's got like another five run or something it? surely <laughs> why, why does this mdk look like sir powell What's yeah. going on here? <laughs> <laughs> He's crossed uh, out Sao Paulo and put in DK. This is SI crisscross, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, the other half of the Good Cop, Bad Cop wrestling podcast, the magnificent Matt Willis sent yep. me a message on WhatsApp because he says that there's not enough characters on Twitter to send in his prize possessions uh, mini list, I guess. Okay, so we have to be a, a, a diatribe, I take it then. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. <laughs> uh, he says his favorite item when he was a kid has to be the teddy bear he was given when he was born. He loves Ted. Oh, that's cool. Love him so much. He's still beside my bed 37 years and six house moves later. That's that sound. I like that. Yeah, and it, it's not the for not the last time that that that's that kind of um, um, thing will be brought up because no. there's a couple more of those. No, definitely. Favorite item nowadays has to be his engagement watch he got from Chris. An awesome change from the stereotypical ring, but they are going to be having rings for the wedding like normal. But yeah, and they're also having a sausage gravy chocolate fountain. A what? A sausage gravy chocolate fountain. So it's not chocolate, it's gravy. No, it's chocolate and gravy, sausage gravy flavored chocolate in a fountain. Hang on, my mind doesn't. I can't understand. It's a, sauce, <laughs> it's a chocolate fountain, right? But with gravy. Yeah, I mean, so, what did, did, did none of the word were none of the words English? So, it's a do you gravy understand thing. what a sausage is? Yes, I know what bloody sausage Gra- is. Do you understand what gravy is? Yes. Have you heard of chocolate? I'm aware of it. Yes. Do you know what a fountain is? Yeah, I know what a chocolate fountain is. So, I've all the words make sense. Yeah, but I've never heard of a gravy. No more before. context is needed. <laughs> so, no, so it basically it stemmed from um, from uh, an episode of Techers that uh, uh, we end up talking about food. As you know, on Techers, we don't tend to stick to the game for too long before we get distracted. And we were talking about the the food that uh, that Matt was having at his wedding, and it came up about having a, a chocolate fountain. And I don't know how we got onto it, but we're also talking about uh, American gravy, which is essentially not gravy at all. Um, and they have it with sausages in it, and it's all white, and, and it looks disgusting. White gravy. So, yeah, they're, what they call gravy is not is not the same thing that what we call gravy. Like bread sauce, that's white, isn't it? 
Yeah, essentially like that. But uh, they have it with like lumps of sausage meat in it and stuff like that. So we were talking about how Matt should have a chocolate fountain because it's tacky and it's uh, very niche and and eighties. But then put sausage gravy uh, in the chocolate, and we just went on a mad. Okay. Kind of like chain wrestling, like a tangent, uh, and we ended up mocking him for weeks and weeks about having this uh, this sausage gravy chocolate fountain at his wedding. So, I, oh, if, good, that sounds great. I like a bit. So, gravy. when I go to his wedding, um, if that it, fountain is not there, I'll be disappointed. I will really mm. be. I'll, in fact, I'll be angry. Yeah. And he, yeah, when, he you're, when you're turning up with your mug, ready for your mug of gravy. Well, I'm I'm going with a portion of chips because one of the food, foods he's having is like um, he's having mini uh, uh, fish and chips, like in a corn. So I right. wanted like a, a a fountain to essentially dip the chips in and num 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 num. But apparently, we're not having it now. So I'm unavailable for your wedding now, Matt. That's a deal breaker for me. So fountain or mags, take your pick. I wonder if you can make like a, a cheese fountain with like melted cheese. Yeah, I mean, you could. That'd be awesome. It would. I mean, you, you do get them, don't you? Like fondue sets, essentially. Yeah, they're like just a pot, aren't they? They're not a fountain. I want a fountain. Then melt it and pour it and melt it and pour it and have a little pump system going through. Yeah, easy to do. Yeah. I'm glad we cleared that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Matt continues. His most sentimental item has to be the Mick Foley Countdown to Lockdown book signed by Mason, Graham and Jackson from the MGB Wrestling Podcast. And what of a can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, memorabilia. He says he has Thor's Hammer, the Green Rangers. What does that say? Dragon. Oh, Dragon Dagger and a WWE title belt. So he is sorted. Yeah. I didn't realise how big a Power Rangers fan Matt actually was. Oh, 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 he's a nerd for Power Rangers. Yeah? Yes. Very okay. much so a nerd. I never got it myself. Like, no. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big nerd for various other things, trust me. But it's um, I never I never got the Power Rangers thing myself. No, and I think he should grow up, maybe. It's oh, very it's, childish, isn't it? You're so mean to Matt all the time. He loves it. <laughs> and he's mean back so it's definitely a two-way street and i've been mean to him later on when we're doing when we're uh, doing the volley yeah so all's all's oh. fair yeah okie doke okie doke danny at scottish juggalo on twitter um the halloween champion this year he says he's got to go with this vhs i oh, got the picture there brilliant magazine he says he's got to go with this vhs that has texas chainsaw massacre from 1974 taped on it He's had it since 1996 when he was just five years old. Bloody hell, he was five and 96. That makes me feel about 100 years old, Max. I know. It's shocking. Uh, a, a couple of people have been putting up posts today on Twitter about uh, who was the, the champion when you were born and mm. um, what is your first wrestling memory and, and, and things like that. And looking at him, I'm thinking, look at all these people. Oh, AJ Styles was the champion when I was born. And, mm. and, um, and I'm like, shit. How old am I? Should I be in this wrestling bubble now? Because like Pat Patson was the first Intercontinental Champion when I was born, and he was the, actually the champion. And yeah. yeah, it's 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 scary. And there were there were there was one about um, what was the uh, the Starcade um, uh, headliner when 
when you were six years older. And for me, it was Ric Flair versus uh, Nikita Koloff. Oh, wow. That, that's, that's depressing. Very, very <laughs> depressing. But oh. it also had the, the now the Skywalkers match on. So mm. swings around about. Yeah. If you, if you watch that back, it's not good though, is it? Those Skywalkers matches now, they're not, they're not, by the way, how big an NWA fan I am. Especially when the wrestlers were terrified of doing it and yeah. they would not let go of the fence, a fence <laughs> that was rickety in the first place. And if you leaned on it, it essentially fell off. Um, we've, we've covered that match anyway, so definitely go and check that out. Yeah. Uh, I think Bob Backlund was the champion when I was born, early 81. That'd have been about so right, wouldn't it? Who was the Intercontinental Champion? Again, going off on a tangent. Um, early 81, I, I would guess Pedro Morales held the title around then. I'll have to look uh, it up. Was he the second champion? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, uh, for, for me, uh, Patterson lost it, I think, in April of, of 1980, which, so, yeah, I think it was Pedro Morales after yeah. that. Well, I, I was born February 81, so. Yeah. Well, I'm well, sorry, I February 80, so I'm old, old yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Make yourself feel older. I was born in 2001. You disgust me, you millennial. Oh, no, are they called millennial? Oh, boomers. Boomers, I, don't know. I think they're called. I don't know, millennial. Is, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Either way, you know, nice to have you here. Even though you know my uh, my co-host says that you've discussed him, it's nice for you to come along. <laughs> uh, sorry, anyway, Danny. Uh, he said he had this tape from 1996 when he was just five years old. It got him hooked on horror for life, and his gran regrets letting him see it at that age. I can imagine so. Seeing Texas Chainsaw Massacre at five years of age, I imagine that is going to be an error. You know, it's... Uh, <laughs> I would I, mean, I, I wouldn't like my kids to watch that at that age. Yeah, that that sounds like some some very bad parenting by your nan. Um yeah. but it is a classic though, so I mean swings and roundabouts. But mm. um watching the film back now and it, it I don't think it holds up that particularly well. No. But no. watching it at five years old, I bet I would have absolutely crap my pants yeah a, a bloke with a mask swirling a chainsaw around yeah it's one of those old horrors like you, know, you look at um say the original halloween i think that still holds up. that's great yeah i suppose uh the new ones come out and it uh halloween kills mm, i've not seen it yet because i've not seen no. the other new one but i'm really interested the, to the other it. new one that's about a decade old now that one that's not a decade old is it, it came out like a year or two ago did it yeah, they had one that came out a, couple, a year or two ago. Then there's this one, and then there's another one coming out Halloween next year. So the the newer one with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, you're on about that one. Yeah, not the She's Rob made... Zombie ones. No, that, I don't want to watch that shit. No, not the Rob Zombie ones. Not about that. Okay. No, but yeah, these new ones. There's like I think it's like a three part film thing. So. Oh no, I did not know that. Yeah, so we got quite a bit going on in the chat there, Max. What we got here? Yes, it goes all the way back. So let me just keep her scrolling. Um, Connor saying Burnley's as scummy as it gets. Well, I think we may have already covered that. Uh, Dan saying, Mags, you like the Whisper Caramel Hazelnut. I, do you know, I, I, I tolerated the bubbly chocolate for the, the, the Hazelnut Caramel. It was delicious, but not the chocolate. Sa uh, gives zero shits for Mags' struggles. <laughs> As I fully, fully expect, uh, and uh, from Bang Bang is here from uh, 
from his bath, I assume. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. bath night tonight. Dad asked him, <laughs> bath now. <laughs> oh, it's time for my weekly bath. <laughs> I can just imagine Andy in a tin bath in front of the fire. Is Mrs. Mrs. Andy pouring a hot kettle over water to to keep it topped up whilst holding his phone so he could watch us. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently now um, Connor and Dad are having uh, beef because Dad is now dead to him. Oh, I, I assume for throwing away the the uh, the sticker album. Dan uh, Andy from Bang Bang said he used to go to Cheltenham Cricket Festival every year, and he was sick on the boundary rope last time he went. Amazing! I might have that, been there, mate. <laughs> that was probably yesterday. Uh, Dan Griffin saying he can't be a uh, Grandmaster Sex anymore. He's more like Rikisha. Absolutely nothing wrong with Rikisha. On a change in attitude, we're actually going through this the era where the Sultan was uh, was was on. So, oh, why? Yeah, with them curly toed boots. It, yeah, it's it's that that rough. Yeah, it's, it's not uh, good, is it? No, he, we we've literally just this week watched the Pillman's Got a Gun episode. Oh, uh, why? Yeah, it 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 doesn't it doesn't translate very well nowadays. Doesn't uh, hold it's, up. It's now. aged. The wrestling on it is horrific. All yeah. of the matches are, are, are very, very terrible. Dan said he thought he'd lost that uh, the picture of his brother. Uh, found it clearing out the shed. It's an absolutely cool picture, honestly. It's, it's, it is. It's fantastic. Then we've got, apparently, I'm a massive uh, nerd. Uh, I, I, I embrace my nerddom. Nothing wrong with being a nerd. So Scottish Danny and, and Matt talking about Power Rangers. Uh, Danny said he liked Power Rangers when it was uh, uh, called Wild Force. And and Danny made a schoolboy area because he put a date and you don't get statistical with Matt Willis when it comes to Power Rangers because he corrects Danny quite quickly saying Wild Force was 2002. You absolute child, Matt. You absolute <laughs> child. No, I can understand that. You want to get it right, do you? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Dan Griffin <laughs> in the chat. Just remember, he has the, the number one signed copy of Jin Smallman's History of Wrestling book. Shame is a prick, and progress was a fucking scamming cult. Oof, yeah. Okay. Uh, it wasn't a, a good ending to, to progress. Scottish Daddy trying to clear the air with Matt, saying, uh, cheers, it was badass. I love the blend with the animals. Gave it a new flavor. What incarnation of the Power Rangers is your favorite? I guarantee, oh, he said, I was thought you were going to say the original, but he says Power Rangers in space. I don't know what any of these mean. No, me neither. Just I always thought no. it was like go go Power Rangers, and that they have a ring and they all turn into the Power Rangers mm. and they fight those like rubber claymation monsters. Pink that Ranger was cool. Well, and yellow, yellow was a girl one as well, wasn't it? Mm. I think. Anya depressing everybody in the chat by saying I was born in 2004. I'm 18 in four months. <sighs> yeah, yeah, this is it. My son is 18 already as well. So, yeah, my youngest is 11. That makes me feel a million years old. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, Dan Griffin, um, when I was born, Ricky Savage, Randy Savage, well, I don't know why I said Randy Sa Ricky Savage. Uh, he was Ricky WWE Savage, a well-known champion, Ricky Savage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ricky Steamboat was NWA champion. Ultimate Warrior was RC champion, and Lex Luger was uh, the NWA uh, United States champion. Jesus Christ, that's rough. That'd be Lex 1989 Luger. then. 
those those workhorse champions of the intercontinental of the United States are terrible, terrible wrestlers. We will have no Lex Luger slander on this show. Thank you, Mr. Max. <laughs> on on um, that Natty's Wrestling Podcast, we've just covered uh, the Lex Express where... So, oh, we will have no slander. We've covered the Lex Express. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm it, I'm talking I'm talking proper Luger. When you go back to like 86, 87 Luger, that's good Luger. Is it? Yes, is it, it is. I mean, there's a lot of rumblings uh, backstage in chats about your terrible wrestling takes and how you pick awful matches from like yesteryear, which don't stand up. <laughs> so I don't know if your your judgment can can be accepted as fact mm, nowadays. So maybe I'm remembering it. With like rose tinted glasses potentially, but Luger rose tinted jam jar glasses. I think. Yeah, when he split from the horseman, that was cool. That was great. And then the bell rang. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> FIFA Connor says his opinion on the uh, Power Rangers is he likes a red one, and that's the um, the amount of his knowledge on it. And Dan Griffin, Lex Luger was fucking wank. Oh, for crying out loud. Correct. <laughs> Lex Luger was as good at wrestling as Hornswoggle was. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I will not have any slander about the tadpole splash. That guy was Vince McMahon's son. He was, uh, I'm sure he was uh, like the cruiserweight champion or the, the hardcore champion, something like that. The guy's a legend. He's about two foot see, tall as well. Everyone hating on Lex Luger. I'm, I'm starting to see why when I pick Lex Luger matches, nobody votes for him. <laughs> I, I genuinely sat there one day thinking that Luger match I picked is pretty great. Why has nobody voted for it? Magsy won by like 78%. <laughs> Almost the, the, the best way to guarantee our win is to get you to pick a Lex Luger match. Yeah. Yeah. Because we will nobody likes on this show one day. It will happen. The, the best thing Lex Luger ever did was struggle to rip a t-shirt up. Yes, there is that. The narcissist was kind of a cool gimmick. No, that's was it wrong. Not? No, it was it was awful. Okay, it was terrible. But again, this is where it all went wrong when he joined the the, the bodybuilding federation and he did the old Lex Express thing. <laughs> and, he tried, and he tried to down a pint of milk and struggled. <laughs> yeah, what a loser! <laughs> I could beat Lex Luger in a milk drinking contest. <laughs> Anyway, back to Twitter then. At UTT Rob, our good friend Rob from the UTT podcast. He says he doesn't know about favourite, but he guesses it's memorabilia. His dad said to him that uh, the other day, do you remember when we went to get a signed copy of Monica Lewinsky's autobiography at Waterstones in Leeds? It wasn't Monica Lewinsky. It was Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> which which baffled me. So I had, to, I had to question how his dad mistaken the two because they don't really run in the same circles I, I don't remember seeing monica Lewinsky on the bridge of the starship enterprise and i certainly don't know, remember seeing you wouldn't have seen her because she'd have been like below waist wouldn't she and similarly i don't remember seeing uh uh lennox uh, uh leonard nimoy uh have spunk on his shirt so oh my god so i asked and he had no idea he said he, he was convinced it was monica Lewinsky. i mean who would want, firstly, an, an, a book about Monica Lewinsky? And then who would want to get said book autographed by Monica Lewinsky? And was it autographed in pen or was it autographed in 
bodily fluids. It. These que- I ask the hard questions. Sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not and so answer. does Bill Clinton. <laughs> I did not have relations with that Vulcan. That Vulcan. <laughs> oh, my nose ears. Um. <laughs> Is that some Spock ears in your pocket? Or are you just pleased to see me? <laughs> yeah, oh. could, could you just wear these ears? <laughs> So Bill Clinton's got a Star Trek fetish now. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps yeah, he, he does. He sees war for the next generation with that big bony forehead. Oh. And he gets all excited. Oh, look at that. Klingons. War. <laughs> I will live long and prosper. <laughs> oh, man. We're so getting sued one day. There's no way we can get away with this every week. It's impossible. I'm amazed. We, we, we will ride this train until it comes off the tracks. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> At Pigs Bladders on Twitter says he entered a competition in Kerrang! magazine back in the day, won a Cradle of Filth t shirt. Uh, even before I saw the picture, I knew exactly what Cradle of Filth t shirt he was going to be referring to because it's quite a famous one. Yeah. Uh, he says he loved that t shirt way too much, wore it everywhere he went. Um, he had no problem with it. The same couldn't be said for a lot of the people who actually saw him wearing it. And it's the famous Cradle of Filth t-shirt. If people on the audio um, version, the podcast version later in the week, want to just Google it, you'll know which one it is. It simply says, Jesus is a C word. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. I mean, that that is cool, winning that t-shirt. Uh, but if he'd have entered last week, he could have win, won um, a more rare uh, t-shirt but unfortunately well unfortunately for him our good friend from kent scottish daddy won yeah uh, yes this is true and on the back it says mags is a <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> but, but it definitely should oh <laughs> uh, andy at bang bang podcast on twitter brilliant brilliant show every single week bang bang podcast everyone should go and check it out if you haven't already i mean if you haven't already then you know what you're playing at really what you're playing at <laughs> um he sent me this via a dm mags sorry i should have said save you having to look oh, for it there buddy uh, for he, yeah <laughs> he says here his prized possessions a signed steve beaton picture from when he won the bdo darts in 1996 uh his mate said when he got it signed it was especially for, for andy it was only a few years later that he looked at the pic and it was signed to Mary, all the best. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, turned out his mate, um, who was a builder, had just found it in a skip. <laughs> Amazing. But, uh, how disrespectful uh, from Mary, though, throwing it in a skip. Yeah, that was on, very Mary. mean of her. And oh, Mary, you're well out of order. Hang on, hang on. Let's, let's, you know, Mary might have passed away or something. And well, then, rid of her should, then she should have been buried with it. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Shame on you, Mary. Come on, Mary, crying out loud. Steve Beaton, you know, all the best. It's not just, you know, Steve Beaton he's written on there. All the best. He's wishing you his best. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Mary. You ungrateful bitch, Mary. <laughs> um, <laughs> Andy in the chat. Love Steve Beaton. Fuck Mary. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it was, was dyslexic. That's a T-shirt. He, he tried to spell, and then it he, it come out as Mary. Yeah, I mean, that's not just dyslexic, is it? That's proper something wrong there. If you're going for Andy and getting Mary. <laughs> I mean, there's only like, that's not even close. 
And this is brilliant. Andy continues, he won a signed Shaking Stevens scarf at primary school in the 80s. I'm all about that. I bloody love Shaking Stevens. I, if I, I, I would be so happy to have a shine, signed Shaking Stevens scarf. I can't get the words out. Yeah, You're that excited. I am. I am. That, do you know why I'm excited, Max? Because that gives me a reason to play Shaking Stevens on the podcast version this week. Which song? Green Door. Oh, I don't know. Green, uh, Green Door. Um, this Merry old Christmas, house. everyone. <laughs> oh, no. This Old House is a good one as well. What, what, what Andy didn't tell you, though, was that, that was actually sound to Mary as well, and she threw that away. Oh, man. I'd trap Mary down and stamp on her neck. It's... <laughs> Well, Dan, has, uh, Dan Griffin has said in the chat, Mary had to throw the picture of Steve beating away because the raw sexual energy of it just of just his picture was enough to get her pregnant. <laughs> just continuously pregnant because of the picture in her front room. <laughs> Pops out a kid. Oh, does this never test? Oh, bloody <laughs> beaten again. That bronze and dart throwing Adonis just keeps knocking me up and gazing at me from the mantelpiece. Oh my word! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, Millwall Chris at Millwall Chris One on Twitter. He says he still got his match ticket from the 2004 FA Cup semi-final, and also the final. Um, oh, that's cool. He wishes he hadn't got rid of all his wrestling mags that he started collecting in 1989, though. Yeah, man, can you imagine some of those articles to read? No, they'd be brilliant, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. The, especially the the Vince Russo ones. Now you know that he was, um, what was it, uh, Vinny Vegas, his, his character. Mm. It'd be cool to, to kind of revisit them. Do you remember um, Power Slam magazine? And um, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Power Slam magazine and the Superstars of Wrestling mag that was like the one that was before it? I remember Power Slam. I don't particularly yeah. remember the Superstars of Wrestling one. Yeah, well, Superstars of Wrestling turned into Power Slam. It was Finn Martin, okay. all the same people. And all that. I had virtually every single one. My mum used to go to Dugger Express on her way home from work, pick me up the new magazine every month. Massive, honestly, a stack of them. It was huge. And then one day when we were having to clear out, I just chucked them out in the back garden, thinking I'll chuck them in the, in the bin, and they got rained on and wrecked. And Sharon, my wife, when I did it, said, you're going to really regret doing that. And I was like, I haven't read them in years. Just want to get rid of them. And she's right every day now. I think, oh man, I wish I still had those magazines. Just stood at the window. Every rainy day brings back terrible, terrible memories for you. Yeah, pictures of <laughs> Kevin Nash as Oz and um, the Diamond Stud <laughs> moulding into each other with the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Sting's oh, wow. makeup smudging away, looking like he's crying. But it's <laughs> oh. When really it's you crying. Yeah, it is. We had a uh, couple of late ones come in, Magsy, to the Twitter feed. We um, did. Both from my, well, two, my, my two middle daughters. Um, first of all, from Anya, my eldest girl. Oh, I knew you picked that one because I didn't have that, that post up. Cheers for that. Sorry, um, dude. <laughs> it's fine. Anya sent in a picture saying her number one possession, uh, meet Betsy, a teddy bear who she had since she was newborn and still has and sleeps with to this day, almost 18 years later. Betsy the bear, honestly, that thing went everywhere. 
absolutely everywhere. And look at how good condition it's in. Mm, yeah. Yeah. There was one occasion where Anya, as a very little girl, left Betsy on the back of the bus. Kind of like somebody did with their phone recently. Yes. All right. Um, <laughs> I had to go and basically run through town to get, because the bus circled around where else okay. the city centre. So I had to basically go on a full-on sprint through town to get to a fair of a bus stop down the route and cut off the um, the bus to get on and go get this bear because she was in hysterics. It was it was not fun. And I was upset as well because I'm thinking that's my little girl's teddy. I don't want to lose it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's 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 lovely. That's a great story. And a, a lovely bear as well. I nearly passed out though, mate. I was so unfit. <laughs> and my <laughs> give me a minute. <laughs> I yeah, exactly. me there. And also <laughs> can I go all the way around? Yeah, I'm can not I stay back. on? Yeah. I, I, I was... <laughs> I'll go back home via Cheltenham. I don't care. I'll just sit here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And my, well, actually my genuine middle daughter, the middle of the three, uh, Liv, uh, her Twitter account there, Maxie, by the way, it's Liv Powell 8, right? Because she keeps forgetting her logins. So if you search her name on Twitter, there's a Liv Powell 6, a Liv Powell 7, a Liv Powell 8, where she keeps forgetting her logins. <laughs> I haven't really opened a new one. Um, and Liv, for as, for as long as, well, since probably last week's Chain Wrestling, had one follower, and that was you. Oh, that's and she only entered to uh, to enter the Halloween competition. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, so and I started following me, her now. But... like the heartless douchebag I am, didn't pick her to win. What a bastard. And that's why you put it on me to do. (laughs) Well, maybe. Um, We have a picture there of a a bear simply called Ted. And that's the same as Betsy for Anya. Ted was left on the bus. Yeah, left on the bus. Yeah, and I had to go run and no, no. (laughs) Ted went everywhere. It's a family Um, tradition. (laughs) And Ted was, uh, it's a white bear, but the amount of times you'd have to wash him because his colour would very much change, as you can imagine, with the food that Liv would eat when she was little and all sorts and going out and playing, Ted would come with us and all that. So, yeah, very much similar to Betsy. Ted was with Liv from, you know, pretty much day dot, really. So, yeah, there oh, we go. Right. That's Liv's prize possession as well. That's really, really cool. And it's cool that it's like a family tradition now with uh, with your two uh, middle daughters having the same bear from from being born there you go it's lash it's lash mate what about yourself max what about you well just before we get to that we've got uh dan uh in the chat he's got a a little bit of a morbid one uh he said but my nan died last october uh, my mum kept a lot of her jewelry uh, my three-year-old niece likes to look at the jewelry and hear stories of her great nan uh as she just remembers her that's that is awesome that really really is awesome yeah. Not not your nan dying, obviously. The, no, the fact not. that you keep it, that's horrific. Uh, the fact that you're keeping uh, uh, her memory alive with the, with the amazing stories. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, Sharon in the chat saying that she loves Ted and confirming that Ted has never been left a, around. And Betsy must must feel a bit disappointed then because she did get left. That's that's mean. Mm. And, and also, um, why hasn't Charlie posted a picture of Charlie Bear? It's because it's on the Switch. So yeah, she's on the Switch. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, very um, true. Speaking of pictures, Magsy, I just sent you another one that we had sent to the Chain Wrestling Twitter account, well, if you have it there. Before firstly, you... firstly, Anya has sent me a picture uh, say of 
Betsy essentially replacing Anya with uh, with her puppa, uh, <laughs> which is which is really cute. Uh, and before then, you bring that up, though, I want all the ladies in the chat to look away because obviously the gloriousness of Steve Beaton, he will get you pregnant just by gazing upon you from that image. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you sexy animal! Why? Why does Andy look so uncomfortable? I think because Andy, he's probably because he's pregnant. He's pregnant, yeah. He's like, What's <laughs> this weird kicking in my stomach? I'm up the duff. I have a funny tingly feeling in my trousers. <laughs> take, take me, Steve. Take me. And then Steve's like, "Come quat, come quat." <laughs> So basically, Stevie Steve Beaton has exactly the same safe word as you. Yeah, I mean, so you're it, obviously it, attending the same parties then. I, I cannot confirm or deny that I have put my keys in a bowl and Steve has pulled them out. <laughs> he doesn't pull out keys; he just sits back and everyone comes to him. Yeah, <laughs> people just throw keys at him. Like, Pick nine. <laughs> There's just a long queue and beaten on a leather couch, just sat there rubbing his nipple. <laughs> And in the chat saying that his darts were poking me in the side. That were in his darts. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I didn't realise his darts were sticky on the end. Oh, <laughs> balls <on. And> <laughs> both, both Dan and Sharon uh, having uh, ovary issues. Um, Jesus Christ. Steve oh, you. Millwall, Lord Chris, Lord I have just tuned in and there's a picture of Andy and Steve <laughs> You you are now pregnant, Chris. I'm not yeah. gonna. You're gonna have to go and listen back uh, in uh, when the audio version is is released. But just know that you are now pregnant. Prepare for a, a yeah. mini Millwall Chris coming in about nine months' time. We're gonna have a whole <laughs> army of beaten babies, aren't we? <laughs> all all with tiny little mustaches and tans, just bronzed up little babies. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow, so. Steve beaten you animal. Yeah. Can you imagine his child support? <laughs> it must be through the roof man <laughs> uh, what about you then Magsy what about you mate what's, what's your prize possessions that you've passed or present okay so I'm um, again I'm, I'm not wanting to go down too dark of a road uh, but uh, as a as a kid um, I, I was in and out of uh, social care a lot um, so I, I, you kind of get used to to not being sentimental about some stuff because you don't know where you're going to be from week to week um so it's only really as an, an adult i've started being particularly bothered uh about um collecting certain stuff um but there is a, a few i mean right behind me these bad boys here i absolutely adore these yeah. uh yeah, really uh, cool but the the one thing that uh, I will never ever part with, uh, and I'll, I will take this to my grave. Is um, we, we had a pet, uh, a dog called Neo, who uh, unfortunately passed away uh, last year. He uh, unfortunately got got doggy cancer, mm. um, but he was uh, he was a massive character, like really kind of a happy go lucky, but also um, just a crazy dog, just like right. nuts, not angry or aggressive, just just batshit crazy like the first time i ever uh laid eyes on him uh he he came running into the into the the room and we had laminate flooring uh and 
Uh, it's the the classic kind of a, a meme of a dog trying to run on flooring and his feet are going, <laughs> but he couldn't go anywhere. And I was adamant to to all the the family, we are not getting a dog. We are mm-hmm. not getting a dog at all. And he pops his little little cute face around the corner, and I fell in love instantly. Um, so when he passed away, um, I wanted to keep something in, uh, in memory of him. And all the way through his life, he he was the kind of dog that would destroy his, his toys, the amount of tennis balls and, and kind of like chew toys he went through because he just would rip them to shreds. But there was one thing he never, he never bit, he never destroyed. Um, it was a pig, a little kind of like a squeaky toy pig, but he looked after that pig as if it was his own pup. Uh, he absolutely adored that pig. It went everywhere with him. So I've kept that pig. So oh, lush. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. I've actually got it here, sat beside me. It's there, a little squeaky oh. pig. Yeah, he absolutely loved it. He, he would spend hours just cleaning it and licking it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, th- those are mine. These bad boys here, these are title belts because I'm a wrestling nerd and, yeah. uh, and my squeaky pig. Oh. oh, that's nice, man. That's lush. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, see, mine's more down the, uh, the sort of teddy bear route, I guess, as well. My, my, my title belt is one that, you know, one of my prized possessions. So I wanted that, mm-hmm. that, that replica for so long. Yeah. Um, and then the wife got it me for me for me 40th, which is amazing. Cause I never thought that I'd be able to get one cause it was expensive and, you know, um, so that was, that was incredible. Um, I've also here got, I'll show you from the last match football match I was ever involved in. Um, when I was running a club with the missus, it's my I'm gonna hold it up to the camera for you to see my county cup winners medal there. Oh, I'll get that's the light, awesome. on, the light on that a bit better, maybe, but yeah, the county cup winners medal there. Um, 2 1 dying mags in the 98th minute, 98th minute, eight minutes of stoppage time, and my one center half toe punted the ball wildly and it hit my other center half on the leg and bounced in to equalize, and we won on penalties. That's amazing. I love it. So, ninety eighth minute. So, um, yeah, it was great. It was great. And um, that was the last game I was ever involved in. I, I'd already decided we'd, <laughs> we'd be trying to win the county cup for ten years, and it never happened. We got to the cup final, and I was already decided I was knocking it on the head because our lives was playing football for the for the city. Her games mm-hmm. were the same time as our games now. This was going to be my last season. I hadn't told any of the players or anything like that yet. Um, I told them presentation like. Um, but yeah, so that so winning that and the way we went, won it as well was just that was and my mum and dad were there as well. That was fantastic. And I got a lovely picture of uh, me holding the county cup, looking at all the names engraved on the bottom with my mum and dad looking through the teams and I going back to like the 60s and the 50s. And I, oh, yeah, it was, it was a great day. So that, that medal means a huge amount to me. And oh, uh, cool. this was my teddy bear from yeah, Sharon in the chat there saying, Have I got Casey Jones up there? Yes, I have, Shar. He's coming out now. Um, he's not as in as good Nick as Betsy or uh, Ted or some of the other bears we've seen, um, but then he is forty years of age, so he's a little bit a bit in a mess. Oh, but that's Casey Jones, who was the train driver. Um, you can see like he's got holes in, and all his stuffing has fallen out, and he smells a bit funky i'm not gonna lie <laughs> and if you can make that out as well that's his label that bit just there because i used to the, suck the bit thumb. that's left 
yeah, I used to suck my thumb and play with the label when I was little. So oh. I, used to wear, I used to wear the labels out, and my mum used to have to cut them off, cut labels out of people's trousers or pop, little shirts or whatever, and stitch them on. You know, he's got that many holes in him. He's actually got a patch of denim on his arse because his stuffing get falling out of his arse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, he's a bit he's a bit worse for wear. But that's my Casey Jones, yeah. Sharon not showing the same amount of appreciation for for poor Casey. There, she's saying he makes me feel sick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and she's not. A fan. Also, you should have taken up the new Casey Jones with yeah. you as well. Oh, Sharon in the chat, you might have to remind me when it was. It was probably like five years ago now, maybe. My mum um, and got me a new Casey Jones, but like the same one. So it was a vintage one from back in the eighties, but it was still in its box. Someone had looked after it. Yeah. So yeah, it hadn't even opened or anything like that. So also, you know, it, was, it was quite cool because I got the new one. Yeah, you know, I stayed in this box. It's downstairs on on the on the side light. But that was my Casey Jones when I was little, and I used to, uh, yeah, that was so, my bear that went everywhere with me. So essentially, tormenting the original Casey Jones. Like, yeah, look at what you could have. Look at what yeah. you used to look like. It's like a look be- at your, your mess. It's like, it's like a before and after picture, like a, a meth <laughs> addict. You know, <laughs> Casey Jones downstairs is like you know when he was like working and you know had his family. And this is Casey Jones when he discovered meth. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> don't do drugs kids <laughs> uh, Chris in the chat saying uh, you need to get Casey Jones on that TV show that fixes old shit for you he's beyond fixing mate the amount of times he's been sewn up when I was little and stitched up so his stuff you know stuff in wouldn't fall like but he's just some of his fabric now if you touch it it just turns to dust you know <laughs> and, and you're saying uh, George um Right, yeah. I, when is, she said that, I had to really rock my brains. But it's the grumpy, next comment. Grumpy's bearded dragon. Yeah, my dad had a bearded dragon for years. He loved that dragon. That was his. He loved it so much. Yeah, bloody big thing, and used to feed it crickets and locusts and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, wow. yeah, that was a funny thing. Yeah, but there we go, mate. That sort of concludes our non-wrestling topic this week, I guess. Certainly doesn't. Yeah, thanks. To, thanks for everyone for your amazing uh, memorabilia and your stories behind it. Yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, that was cool. That I really enjoyed that topic. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I, you know, I appreciate everyone sharing, you know, sort of happy stories, sentimental stories, anything at all, really. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, at chain underscore wrestling on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, and I suppose that TikTok thingy. Um, if people want to get involved in, in the future. Um, I still again, don't follow the chain wrestling TikTok yet. Have you got I a forgot. TikTok, have you? I have a TikTok. I, I got it specifically to follow our wrestling uh, Twitter friends, uh, and yet I don't. I've never posted a video. I don't even go on the app. But there we go. See, whenever I go on the app, it's just loads of young girls dancing. Which don't get me wrong, ain't the worst thing in the world. But it's like <laughs> it's just when you get caught from yeah. me watching. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this is this is to do with the show. This is for honestly. research purposes yeah. for the show. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maxie, I suppose seeing as we are well over an hour into this evening's show, should we talk a little wrestling, mate? Nah. No. All right, we'll go. Okay. Um, I'm off now. Uh, to, uh, let's get. Yeah, so our sorry, I completely opened the wrong window there. Brilliant. There we go. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to paper and pen, like you said, Mags. I think I'm gonna have to. <laughs> Magsy won the poll again. Again. 
He has now won 26 polls since we started doing chain wrestling to my feeble and you know, loitering in the distance 21 with one draw. I mean, 19 of yours have been Lex Luger picks, so yeah, you, have, you have helped me win. I think I've only had two Luger picks, and I think. What, that have won or put... No, 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 they, no, they didn't, no, they didn't freaking win. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, But yeah, that's it. So, and to be honest, we said at the end of last week's show, didn't we? Either of these matches winning mm-hmm. would have been great because yeah. you know, well, both of them featured Bret Hart. So that's always a good start. Um, and, 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 and and the losing one will definitely come up again in the, in the future because it's too good of a match to not, yeah. to not talk about. Yeah, exactly, mate, exactly. The winning match was Bret Hart versus Owen Hart from SummerSlam 94. Mm-hmm. The highest rated uh, Owen Hart match, uh, according to uh, Uncle Shagger Dave uh, Meltzer. Um, mm. And it, a lot of the times you, you can pick uh, holes in his arguments, but yeah, th- this was a bloody good match. Mm. See... I might upset a few people this week, Mags. Um, it was good. Don't get me wrong. But I think this gets looked back on very, very favourably. It's good, but I don't think it's as good as, you know... I mean, Meltzer gives it gives it five stars. Is it a five-star match? Yeah. You reckon? It was brilliant. I loved it. I love going back and watching it. It was amazing. See, I, but again, this thing, I don't I don't want to be seen... I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. But is it on that same level as, I don't know, Steamboat Flair, Okada Omega? Is it, is it as good as those? No, right, no. There's, there's obviously uh, a handful, and, I'm, and I mean a literal handful of matches that are the elite of the elite. Uh, mm. But then underneath, there is a hell of a lot of absolutely outstanding uh matches and this is one of the very best of those outstanding matches for me anyway okay see i think their wrestlemania 10 match is better that you can argue that case Mm. um and you wouldn't be wrong in saying that um but i can make arguments for either Mm. okay fair enough um yeah basically to sort of set the scene we have in 1994 it was really sort of breakout year for um Owen Hart, wasn't it? He was in, he was the blue blazer for a while. He was just Owen Hart in some silly baggy trousers, the new foundation. Yeah. He was with Jim and high energy as well with Coco Beware, that, that tag team. Totally um, underrated tag teams. Yeah, but it was very, it was very early 90s, wasn't it? The bright colors, the baggy pants, it's sort of saved by the bell intro-esque wasn't it the clothing and so on he was very much the the uber baby face as well mm. uh the, the kind of wave to the fans uh half-flying baby face usually partnered with a hoss uh for that kind of like uh, uh contrasting uh wrestling styles but it was when he came, became the king of hearts that he really broke yeah. out of that i think um and i suppose it's hard when you are essentially wrestling in the shadow of, of Bret Hart, who is arguably one of the best wrestlers that have ever entered the mm-hmm. uh, the ring. Um, and when you, you look at uh, Owen's body of work, um, I, you, there's a case to argue that he was 
maybe the better technical wrestler, the more rounded technical wrestler. Um, and I, I will, st- I will argue till my, till my final breath that had he not passed away when he did, we were looking at a future world champion there, uh, someone yeah. who you could definitely uh, pin as. So as the the top guy in your company, um, but yeah, I, I I really enjoyed Owen as a, a face, but I loved him as a heel. He was such a brilliant kind of shithead heel. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, in January of this year, he was tagging with Brett to try and win the tag titles with his brother. Um, mm-hmm. When they didn't, he basically turned on Brett which led to their WrestleMania 10 match, which Owen won. Brett then went on to win the championship later on it that night. And then this sets up the, the title match in the steel cage here. Yeah. Uh, I suppose Brett can, uh, Owen can argue, I beat the champion the night he became champion. Why can't I have a title match? And, and there you go. It makes perfect. To me, it's logical booking, Max. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. And that, and that, that was it. The booking was, uh, it wasn't convoluted. There was no kind of a, uh, nothing uh, added to it that, that didn't make sense. This was essentially, um, brotherly jealousy, uh, mm. uh fraternal, uh, kind of, um, um, yeah, essentially jealousy. Owen was very jealous that, that Brett uh, was the, the star that he would come in. And it's the long-term booking that we just don't see enough of for me. No. This, I mean, this started all the way back in what? Survivor Series of 1993, where we see like the hints of uh, of Owen and Brett uh, falling out and then making back up. And we see that all kind of like Christmas uh, affair where they were uh, all, all best friends again, but you knew that there was there was still a little bit of animosity there, which leads to uh, what happened at WrestleMania and then leads to this match. Mm. Yeah, totally. Um the Hart family are all at ringside, aren't they? You have Stu. Pretty Helen. much every Hart that there's ever been. Yeah, I mean, effectively, one half of the state, one half of the arena is related to Brett and Owen, some way or another. It seems, mm-hmm. um, and the Bulldog is there as well with a big mop of hair that's not braided and looking crazy, and wearing glasses. The the specky four hours, <laughs> and wearing a waistcoat. <laughs> With nothing else, just a waistcoat, no shirt, no, no, nothing, just, just a waistcoat. Because why the hell not? That's what wrestlers did. Yeah, yeah. Looking tanned as well, wasn't he? Very brown for someone from and, the UK. And, and then with that horrific Northern accent, it just, yeah. it just, the accent did not suit his body at all. No, he looked like he should have a flat cap and a whip it and and a ferret down his trousers, all that kind yeah. of jazz. But instead, he looked like a, he was carved out of granite and then had the, the accent of, of Eric Markham. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was asked as well, the Bulldog, wasn't he? Because Vince McMahon and Jerry Lawler, are, uh, that's sort of killing time, I guess, whilst the cage is being assembled behind them. Yeah, and, uh, it's not actually often you see Vince doing this kind of stuff no. as well. He's, he's normally, uh, uh, especially in this area, he's normally either doing the commentary or he's in the ring. You don't see him like, doing this uh, almost Todd Pettengill uh, mm kind of role yeah so that that was fresh here yeah. uh he they they speak with uh helen and Stu first and you can tell Stu had been kind of like bored of these uh being dragged out to these uh wwe events or wwf events because he he had no emotion either way he couldn't give a shit who won yeah. uh Hel- helen was a little bit more animated uh but Stu was like ah, yeah you dragged me out here again vince you 
jackass. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, yeah. I don't really know where I am. <laughs> it's how you signed it, right? Somebody needs to change my adult diaper. I've done a, I've done a number two. Oh, yeah. uh, oh that's Nightheart, the, 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 the big rhino. The big yeah. rhino Nightheart. Oh, Vince, by the way, have you got a job for rhino? <laughs> uh, when the bulldog was asked, would he like to be in there with Brett tonight? He simply responded, uh, not really. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I, I, my time were a couple of years ago. I yeah. enjoyed that. But this now where it's, so, so, it's SummerSlam 19, 93, and it's all winter. I just hope they have a right good match between them. And I hope uh, it puts all this family beef behind them. Yeah. It doesn't. Uh, uh, <laughs> shut up, Davey. Uh. <laughs> Let Rhino speak. Vince, go to Rhino. Go, go speak to Nightheart. Uh. <laughs> uh, so have we mocked um, Brett's dead father enough, do you think? Should we move on? Uh. We're very mean this episode, aren't we? We are. We are. We're mocking dead people. Mary, she's dead. We're mocking her. Oh, and, and that actually reminds me of something we spoke about literally two minutes before we started recording. Um, oh, yeah. And we were going to talk about that, and we forgot. Yeah, we did. That just shows how much of an impact this person had on the wrestling world. Uh, but, yeah, unfortunately, uh, uh, for, for for wrestling and, and for wrestling memes, I, I suppose, uh, the, we had the the, the passing of uh, one of the more famous um, wrestling family members, I suppose, former WCW tag team champion and uh, uh, the star of uh, the the forklift on a pole match, I suppose. Um, <laughs> Judy Bagwell unfortunately passed away today. Uh, it's, uh, for all the, the 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 mockery the wrestling world has has, has given. Uh, not particularly her, but the match uh, mm. type in general. Um, yeah, it's 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 sad, uh, and hopefully, uh, hopefully she's in a better place now. And uh, yeah, my thoughts go out to to Buff and and the rest of his his family and loved ones. Yeah, she was mid seventies, wasn't she? She was struggling with mm-hmm. dementia at the end. I think. Yeah. Wasn't she? So, I think Judy Bagwell is very much. Um, a symbol, I suppose, of how batshit crazy WCW got at the end when yeah, it was ludicrous. She she was involved and, and had a tag team title ring with Rick Steiner. It's just mm-hmm. what the hell, you know? It's, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 sad. It's a shame. It always is yeah. whenever anyone passes away, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah there we go. Right, um, Brett looks amazing here, doesn't he? Yeah, that when he comes out that. The, 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 the winged eagle, the jacket, the everything just looks so cool, man. I wanted to be Bret Hart so much when I was a kid. Yeah, and, and we, we've spoke about this on uh, That Nantes Wrestling Podcast quite a few times because we're in that period where Bret is essentially carrying the company when it comes mm-hmm. to pay-per-views. Every single pay-per-view, he's, he's the man. Um, I, at the time, was never a massive Bret fan. Um, I, I got that he was a great wrestler and I enjoyed watching, but... Um, he, he was never somebody who I would really root for. And it's only kind of uh, going back and, and watching it in a in a critical way for, for podcasts and stuff like this that I realised just how damn good he was yeah. in the ring, uh, just how well he connected with the fans. Yeah, the, the guy could... I mean, it, it's a, an overused kind of trope, but he could wrestle a broom to a five-star match. He was that damn good. Yeah, he, he was absolutely fantastic, wasn't he? Yeah, he you know, was. I, I always thought Brett was was brilliant. When I was a kid, I just thought the guy was awesome. Then Shawn Michaels came along as well, and I ended up 
being more of a Sean guy than a Brett guy. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way, even when even when Sean was the bad guy, when he, when he wrestled Brett at Survivor Series in '92, that's that's when I remember thinking, "Well, oh, Sean could win both belts here," rather mm-hmm. than thinking Brett's going to beat him or anything. Like that when I was like ten or eleven or however old I was when that happened, you know. But yeah, Brett was always always one of my faves. Just absolutely so so talented. Just yeah, wish I mean, he could have been a little bit better on the mic, you know, just a little bit. Is that not much? Just a little. I mean, well, the the best I remember of Brett on the Mac is when he's kind of face to face with someone. Uh, his stuff mm. with uh, with Roddy Piper is absolutely brilliant work. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I think he's underrated or underappreciated on the Mac. He 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 didn't have the the greatest kind of charisma. Uh, I don't think he was very good at uh, uh, talking off the cuff. But he, 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 you could feel his passion. You could feel mm. that he loved the wrestling business. So um, I, I, I kind of give him a pass for that. Yeah. No, fair enough. Thank you. Fair enough. Um, the match starts quite brutally, doesn't it? Like everything seems uh, really, I suppose, the term stiff, isn't it? He was, um, there's an atomic drop, some clotheslines uh, and other stuff going on as well. Some punches thrown uh, Brett and Owen both getting sent into the turnbuckles and taking bumps mm-hmm. there, all within the first couple of minutes, and it all looks so real, doesn't it? It looks so realistic. I think this is like probably the first time I really sort of looked at Owen Hart and thought, okay, he can make things look as real as his brother. Because Brett, to me, everything looks legit when you yeah. see him work. You know, and I think what what Owen. Uh, adds to that as as well and that's probably why i I would put him um a little bit higher than brett in terms of an all-round wrestler was he he could sell that that douchebagness if you i mean it's it's hard to explain but he he played such a good heel uh that you genuinely believe that he hated brett with with all his being uh, yeah, that he wanted to beat Brett more than anything in the world because he'd lived under his shadow and um, he he was always kind of overlooked as Brett's baby brother rather than Owen, uh, the king of hearts and the the better wrestler. So I think um, whilst he they're on par in terms of, of technical skill, I think that edges it for Owen with me that he could uh, add he could tell the stories of face, but also tell it as a really good heel. Mm. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. Um, I suppose do you want to run through some of the some of the moments in the match there, Magsy Denson, as you probably look at it more favourably than I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, you you get the some of the classics like the uh, the uh, the whipping into the turbuckle. Uh, one spot that I thought was really cool and and something that you don't see done in cage matches uh, that much nowadays is when they were both struggling and fighting each other to to get out, climb out of the cage. Uh, there was a point where they were pulling each other back and then leaping over each other to try and get the cage in. Um, let's not. Uh, let's yeah, not... that was amazing. That was it's... so good. I mean, they, they do it a couple of times. Uh, they do it closer mm. to, to the end, but it still feels fresh because they change it up a little bit. They get further and further to touching the ground, and there's points where Brett's almost hanging out of the of the of the, uh, the ring, and the, he's just being pulled in at the last minute. And that's one thing in this match that I thought was was really well done. I think a lot of times in a cage match, it's it's almost hard to time things perfectly. You, you'll tend to see a wrestler 
climbing ever so slowly because they yeah. know they have to wait for the other wrestler to, to be ready. There wasn't any points I, I really felt that that was being done here. Uh, there was uh, quite a few times where uh, Brett or Owen uh, both got to the top of the top of the uh, the cage, and then you'd see the other one spring into life and and kind of drag them at the last minute, either by the hair or there's there's uh, a time where he uh, Owen drags Brett back by the elbow pad, which I thought was really clever, kind of using anything he can to. Yeah to uh, kind of uh, drag him back in. A real yeah, sort of desperation to that moment as well, wasn't there? Like a real mm-hmm. sort of, you know, you must eat, sort of literally grabbing at anything, as you said. Yeah, pretty much. And I think it, this may be one of the better cage matches that I've ever watched. It's so mm-hmm. well done. And like I said, it's it it always has felt hard to me to, to get a, a cage match to floor well. Uh, without it looking forced or contrived. And I think these two did such a good job at that. Um, and the, this, there's still some brutal stuff as well. There's that, the, 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 the part where Brett and Owen get, uh, they get basically crotched on the ropes. That looked absolutely <laughs> horrific. Um, the yeah, one so with Owen where, um, where Brett's sort of near the top, isn't he? And he gets thrown off. And it looks like Owen could escape then. Mm-hmm. But that, there's literally like half a second where you think he's going to get out of here, but then he falls and, and crotches himself on the top rope. Yeah. That looks like it, he proper hurt himself. But also the timing of that and how well it was done, because it'd have been very easy for that to look like look like crap, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. If if Brett was thrown down, Owen's there. Oh, I could escape. Oh no, I've slipped. It'd be very easy for that to look like look like absolute shit. But yeah, and, and Owen was brilliant. Even- there's even a spot where they're both kind of uh, fighting to get out and they both end up um, essentially falling from the cage and slamming into the middle of the ring. Oh, it's, it's it's just so well done. The selling from Bret Hart, there's a point where he's he's really had his kind of uh, his midsection worked on uh, and he he does the, the superplex from the top of the, the, the mm, cage. Yeah. And then you see him trying to sit up and he's struggling as he's wincing in pain. Such great selling. So damn good. Um, yeah, it's, I, I, I love the hell out of this match. And it actually was, was it went for like half an hour. Um, mm. But you would have thought this was 10, 15 minutes. You would just, I, would, I mean, for me personally, I would have thought it was that long. I was so engrossed in it. And some of the matches we've watched, uh, especially over the last few uh, months, have been kind of, yeah, come on, hurry it up. Finish it now. I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit distracted. I, I sat and I just watched every second of this. So mm. essentially slack George because it's so damn good. Um, getting uh, towards the end, we see Owen uh, playing the sharpshooter. And I'm not a huge fan of, of hearing the wrestlers talking whilst there's a match, but Owen saying, I'm going to break his leg. I'm going to break his leg. That, that dragged me in. That was yeah. such a good And that point. was really fits in with the Owen character as well, doesn't mm-hmm. it? The way he would shout and rant and, and stuff. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Yeah. And, and then you get that reversal and Brett reversing out of the, the sharpshooter into the sharpshooter. What a brilliant spot. I absolutely oh, so love good. that. He was so damn good at doing that spot. So, yeah. so good. Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. There's a real nasty looking pile driver in there as well. Isn't there at one stage? Very, looks, very reminiscent oh. of the of the Austin one. I mean, I know the Austin mm. one comes later on, but you could see Brett's head uh, in between the the legs. Um, and yeah, I'm surprised that that didn't at least give him a stinger. Yeah, yeah, that looks that looks so brutal. Um, I think the finish is really, really well done as well. 
for I mean we'll get to the we'll get to my reasons for maybe not loving this quite as much as yourself in a moment Max one of them being the escape the cage to win aspect of it that's a big hindrance I have with these sort of matches but the finish in this I think was done so well because they're both on the outside aren't they they both make it to the outside and they're fighting on the outside of the cage quite high up Owen kind of goes to fall but his leg is caught and then Brett, he very theatrically leaps danged off, off the side of the cage and, and wins the match. And I thought even that was just so brilliantly timed. And again, it could have so easily looked like crap. It could have so yeah. easily looked, well, it could have looked pro wrestling, couldn't it? It could have looked stage, yeah. but it I mean, looked legit. The the way that uh, even how Owen got his leg trapped, you, you, could, you could really genuinely think he... That that was a mistake, and he he got his leg trapped in the in the heat of the moment. He didn't make it uh, look obvious that he was hooking his leg, so he couldn't uh, fall mm. off the cage, and and he ended up uh, uh, hanging from the cage. It was so well done, uh, and the, all the way through the match, they, uh, you could see how they were getting closer and closer to getting over the the the, the top rope, and I think over the top of the cage. I think it's such a a well told story how we build and build and build. Uh, even when they were trying to like scramble to go through the gate, they were each time they were getting closer and closer to escaping. Um, I thought I thought that this was a, such a such a well flawed match. I, I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it was it was very good. It was very good indeed. Um, after that, we get a lot of nonsense with Neidhart, mm-hmm. and uh, Neidhart gets in the cage, sh- shuts the cage door, locks it up. He and Owen are beating Brett up. Um, the other Hart brothers and the Bulldog are trying to get in the cage. Um, the Bulldog tries three or four times, can't quite manage it, then takes his little waistcoat off and he can manage it. So I'm guessing <laughs> the weight, just the weight of that waistcoat meant he couldn't climb quick enough, potentially, I'm thinking, if there's any science behind that. Um, Bruce Hart. <sighs> I can't go with my finger on it, but there's something quite unlikable about that fella. Yeah, he he looks like Owen Hart um, if he didn't make it. And he looked very kind of jealous about that. I mean, a lot of the kind of that, the pre-build and, and going cutting back to the, uh, the the Hart family during the match was focused on Bruce and him arguing with uh, with uh, Nard Hart. Yeah, I've, I've never, I've, I mean, I don't dislike, I don't know enough about him and his career to, to, to pass judgment, but he always felt like he tried to make any kind of Hart family section about himself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, eventually, though, the, the the bulldog and the Hart brothers make the save. Um, Owen goes on a little rant afterwards, doesn't he? Backstage, saying he's going off now to celebrate his victory, which is just fantastic because he hasn't and, won; he's just being a shithead. <laughs> and and, and, and Nadar says the same thing about four or five times about if Bret Hart, if you stick your nose in my business, uh, that's what you're going to get. Uh, just like you just got it today, uh, that's what happens when you stick your nose in my business. Uh, you're going to get beat up. So don't stick your nose in my business or else yeah. you'll get beat up. But yeah. just in that uh, that um, excitable Nard Hart style where he looks like he's forcing a, a heart attack on himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very neatly trimmed beard, though, hasn't he? He's, he's worked hard on that. He has, yeah. Yeah, so deserves respect there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I suppose we better uh, get to our ratings then, Magsy, out of 10. This will be quite interesting, I think. Um what do you want to give it, my friend? Yeah, so I, I feel that we're going to be quite different, differing on these scores. Because I don't think you, we're going to be too far away from each other. But 
Okay. So I thought this was a brilliant match. I think it may be one of the best cage matches that uh, we've ever seen. Uh, it, there's a case to be said it's the best match between the, the two Hart Brothers. Um, I loved everything about it. Uh, the story going into the match, the 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 story that was happening during the match, uh, the wrestling was was pretty much flawless. Uh, I can't really think of any point where I thought, yep, that's a botch or that's gone wrong or they've had to change something up on the fly. Um, it flowed so well. Um, it was half an hour of glory for me. Uh, but I do concede your point that it's not up there with the uh, Omega versus Akara Fours or the, the Steamboat versus Savage at, at WrestleMania uh, 3. But it's close. So I am more than happy to say that this gets a nan. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not too far off. Um, I think that the wrestling itself was, was great. I've got issues with cage matches where the stipulation is to escape the cage and that is how you win. And that is that because normally I find that the, the suspense, I guess the, um, the near fall drama, is took away. You don't get the one, two, two point nine shoulder up, uh, or, or or anything like that. So that kind of, to me, is normally a hindrance because somebody climbing the cage or going for the door. I think it's more difficult to build up that kind of um, suspense or level of drama to a near finish. Mm-hmm. If anyone has come close to getting it right, though, I think it's these two. Okay. This is, I think with the stipulation of just escape the cage to win, this is the best cage match I've seen that has that stipulation. Other cage matches, you have a pinfall stipulation in there as well. I would probably some you know, favor those because of the opportunity to win the match by pinfall. I mean, that's fair. Um, I, I think if it's a cage match, the whole point should be you escaping the cage. Uh, otherwise, why not just have a standard pinfall match? Well, but, to keep- I, but I do, I do concede your point that it, it adds that that extra way of uh, of winning the match. Mm. I mean, to me, again, this goes back to the old Jim Crockett promotion NWA days and so on. Cages were used primarily to keep the horsemen out of Ric Flair's yeah. matches, <laughs> so that's how you, I suppose maybe my mentality is or my mindset is. Maybe I, I don't yeah. know. That's that's referring to your old old wrestling fandom that yes. nobody loves. Nobody knows. No, I'm, I'm just sat there all on my own on a little NWA hill of my Todd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> however, as good as this was, I try and be consistent with my, my markings and so on. And I look at Lesnar versus Angle Iron Man match. I gave that eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, Punk versus Daniel Bryan gave it a nine over the limit 2012. I would rather watch those two matches again than this. Okay. However, this is still very good. So I'm going to go one lower than you, Maxi, and I think an eight. Just based on previous ratings and so on. The cage match stipulation ain't my favorite, the way this is done. But this is the best I've seen it done. There's Mm -hmm. maybe a contradiction in how I'm wording things there, potentially. but it absolutely makes sense. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of it. I guess, mate, that's the, an eight from me and a nine from you. Well, the, the way you kind of uh, led into to your feelings on this match, I, I'm surprised it was an eight. I thought you were looking at maybe um, six and a half, seven level. But yeah, I, 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 I get the I get the sense behind a, uh, an eight, especially with your kind of a, um, your 
dislike for the the the, the way this cage match uh, was was laid out. I understand that, uh, but for me, I thought the match was absolutely superb. Mm. Yeah, that's why I don't like. I don't like the baby face having to escape either. It kind of feels like he's running away. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just grasping at straws there. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan in the chat. Sir, feel free to be arbitrary and give every Brett match a ten. Uh, and Dan gives Brett matches a ten every single time we do uh, uh, an episode of that Nancy's Wrestling Podcast. So um, Brett gets enough tens for, for, <laughs> Again, for one guy. It's, it's it's no slight on Brett or Owen. I think what they've done considering the match type they're in the fantastic. Yeah, they've done the best they can with the stipulation they've been handed yeah fantastic it's the stipulation and the way the match was set up is more the issue for me it's, the, it's just a personal issue that's all it comes down to it's just my own preference mm-hmm. you know as opposed to what the guys did what the guys did was fantastic yeah I so, agree yeah so there we go Mr. Mags where do you want to go next week okay so I have a feeling you may win this next week's poll because uh, I'm going to go with a, a wrestler that that maybe isn't everybody's favourite. Um, Is it Lex Luger? It's that that it will be a it will be a cold <laughs> day in hell when I pick a Lex Luger match. Um, no, it's it's definitely linked to this uh, this match in in more ways than one actually. Um, so uh, it's linked via the the pay per view SummerSlam. Uh, this one uh, a few years uh, uh, before 1994, uh, but it's also linked by the Hart Brothers. Um, and he actually was involved in this match as well. Uh, so Jim the Anvil now, the Hart is is essentially the link. Obviously, we know he was a multiple time champion with uh, with Brett and also teamed with with Owen. Um, now, funnily enough, he doesn't have that many really high rated matches. Um, don't know why. Uh, especially in terms of singles, <laughs> he doesn't have a lot. Um, but he he's got enough there to pick at uh, to 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 maybe have a, a good match uh, to see what he can do in in the ring. Uh, so I've gone for uh, SummerSlam 1990. Uh, okay, it was uh, the Heart Foundation, Brett and uh, Jim the Anvil Nardart taking on uh, Demolition for the for the tag team titles. The best two out of three falls. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the match I'm going for. Oh, that's proper great WWF tag team wrestling as well, isn't it? And tag- it, also, uh, it also includes one of the greatest wrestlers ever to grace the, the business in uh, Barry Darso. So wow. it's win, win, win. There we go. Look, there we go. It's it's brilliant. It's a really, really good match. I always really enjoy it. And that era of, of, of WWF as well. With the Rougeos, the Rockers, the Heart Foundation, Demolition, Legion of Doom were coming in around that time as well, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Absolutely stacked tag division, and I love tag wrestling. So, oh, what a shite, mate! What a shite! That's that's really good. I, w- I was actually um, contemplating between that match and, and another match, uh, the 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 match against the Rockers, where they lost the title, but then uh, the Rock snapped, so the title. Oh yeah, uh, okay. The title didn't uh, swap over us, but we got the Rockers as champions for a couple of days, something like that, mm. uh, where Brett was essentially dropping the title because he was promised a single run, and then he was told, uh, no, we're keeping the titles on, on you and, and Jim, and there was a lot, a bit of animosity there. Uh, but no, I thought I'd go uh, get a bit of Barry Darsall loving and, and watch a, a demolition versus Heart Foundation match yeah. if I win. No, that's great stuff, mate. That's awesome. I love... I, I'm, I love that match. It's great. Um, I'm going to go 
somewhere more in the future as opposed to the past. So we're going to 2023. (laughs) I mean the future from 94, not the... Hangman Page (laughs) defends the AW title against Daniel Bryan. (laughs) Yeah, okay, let's do that. (laughs) Uh, Anything time travel, mate, you know that floats my boat. Um, Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, so... uh, Mine's really, really straightforward, to be honest, and it stems from a conversation that I had on Twitter the other day, and it's been on the poll before, and it lost, but I think now is a great time to have a look at it. Lex Luger, save the world! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good old Luger. No, it's um, Bret Hart is the link. It's that straightforward. I would love to go to Survivor Series 97 and look at the Montreal Screwjob. Ooh. And I think there is, and the, and the thing is with Montreal, the two things, one, it's actually 24 years tomorrow that the Montreal screw job took place. So I think that's quite a nice little tie in there. And two, there's so much to cover. There's so much, the match itself, I think gets overlooked. The match itself is a really, really good match before the screw job between Brett and Sean. But the build up to the match, what went on why they couldn't decide upon a finish and all that I think it's such it could be a really fascinating discussion with with yourself Magsy and our friends in the chat and so on a really interesting uh, insight into the workings of the business and so on Um, yeah that's kind of where I want to go to to Montreal Screwjob 1997 that's a a great pick and and you you really hit the the nail on the head uh, saying that the match has been overlooked and I think that's something that that, uh, we can do differently on this show mm. because we do focus on we do spend time focusing on the match a lot of what I uh, spoke about with the Montreal Screwjob is essentially the before and the finish and the aftermath yeah. nobody focuses on the, on what happened in the ring so we'll definitely be able to to have a look at that uh, as well as kind of uh, intermingling uh, the the stuff before and after so that yeah. would be that would be a great great pick and I, I hope you win think- this week Oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> I also think that um, in the past, when it was on a poll in the past, there was a comment of uh, that, that somebody said they didn't vote for it because it was done. it's been done to death, um, which I can appreciate. Never buy us. So, yeah, that's it. So many people have covered this, talked about this and so on, but it hasn't been done the chain wrestling way. And we're very unique with what we do. The CW family. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So there you go. Those are your poll options for next week. Do we have the Heart Foundation versus Demolition? Best two out of three falls for the WWF Tag Team title at SummerSlam 1990? Or do we go to Montreal 1997? Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels for the WWF Championship and all that screw job nonsense. You can vote in the poll when it comes up later in the week after the audio podcast version is released on Wednesday at chain underscore wrestling on Twitter for that. Um, yeah, Maxi, I suppose that sort of ties us up this week, doesn't it? You're going to get sure yourself ready for the excellent volley with Matt and Chris following live on Radio Techers after us, looking back at all the Premier League action from this weekend. Insightful punditry and knowledgeable people talking about a wonderful game. So make sure you check that out. Mags, anything more to add, mate, before we go? 
No, I just uh, again, and we say it week on uh, week in week out. Uh, but you guys, are absolutely amazing in the chat, and everyone yeah. who uh, gets involved with the with the the poll and the and the and the non wrestling topic. Uh, this show would not go one hour and fifty minutes if it wasn't for you guys. Um, yeah, you're absolutely ama- amazing, and we always will appreciate all the 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 help and the love that we get from you guys uh but saying that i i do have to prepare i've got to go make myself some fresh coffee uh so you can follow me down here at lord mags or uh, at podfather mags i'm contemplating changing that handle to uh to include my heraldry uh but we'll we will see um uh you can find me all over the radio uh, techers network with uh plenty of content covering wrestling football mma and you'll also find me over on visionaries global media and chair shots or come in uh, check out some of my content come and have a, a chat with me on twitter give me a follow it's all good yeah great stuff great stuff you can follow me at sjp words on twitter but most importantly you can follow the show at chain underscore wrestling on twitter facebook instagram and that tiktok thingy um i think that is everything for now so magsy i'm gonna let you shoot off and get ready for the body whilst i'm gonna go off and try and find a really good next movie match i'll see you all next week not with that match you want mad panic on there Maxie because just to the side of the screen where we are where I can see you I've got my sheet up with my my format for the show and I just tried to move it a little bit and I think I clicked on the wrong thing and you disappeared and all I had was like a, a word document covering my screen literally oh, as, as as we went live and I'm like oh no what have I done but it's right I've got it back now I think go back to writing it on pieces of paper Oh, I'm more technical now, mate. Look at this. <laughs> Literally, folks, two minutes ago, he was figuring out how to make himself not look green or blue with his laugh. Yeah, these lights are great, mate, but, I mean, they keep... I mean, that's a bit green, isn't it? And that's red. Oh, I've lost what I had now. What did I have? That, leave that one, because it's... That's oh, right. it's the Undertaker! <laughs> See, the idea of Welcome to really Chain good. Wrestling! It was a really good idea when I got them, but they just got on my nerves, mate, because I never quite know what to do with them. <laughs> anyway, 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 